it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This piece of filet mignon. The Rich Eisen Show. 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 Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I've identified these five teams. One of them is Miami. Would Denver do this? Do the Bears go for it? What about the Los Angeles Rams? What about Dallas? You want to get Jonathan Taylor? The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Packers beat writer for The Athletic, Matt Schneidman. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live right here on the Roku channel on a Thursday, two weeks from today. will be kickoff of the National Football League season between the Lions and the Chiefs. Oh, my gosh. We are so close. We can taste it. Mm-hmm. We're live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM Odyssey and more. We say hello to anybody who's out there watching or listening. And if you're listening on our podcast, it is your right. We appreciate you doing that. All three hours every day available through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation with us all day long right here on the program. Uh, Tom Pelissero, our colleague from the NFL Media Group and NFL Network, is going to be joining us first up. He was the one along with Ian Rappaport, who was on our show yesterday in the third hour, saying, uh, I'm expecting some medium news coming in. Uh, medium meaning not not like A++ breaking news or anything like that. But, I mean, Sam Darnold getting the two shot over Trey Lance is uh, – I'm. I mean, uh, to be expected. I don't know. Uh, I I know he's he's uh, eating a lot of barbecue in the uh, new uh, documentary on the NFL draft. The pick is in. That's going to be seen on the Roku channel on Friday night. But uh, I guess he should go on hot ones if his definition of medium is that. Um, long story short, uh, Tom Pelissero broke the news that Sam Darnold is getting the backup job to Brock Purdy in San Francisco over Trey Lance. Uh, They broke it together. Tom's going to be joining us in about 18 minutes' time on this program. Jonathan Smith, the head coach of the Oregon State Ducks, is going to be joining us. And um, I'm fascinated to talk with this guy because uh, he's a former quarterback of the Oregon Ducks in 2000 when they went 11-1, best season in the history of Oregon State. Uh, Pardon me, Beavers, Oregon State Beavers. And and he is... uh, He's now the head coach of the team as they're one of the remaining teams of the Pac-4. And I can't wait to talk with him to ask him about how what's going on in his brain. Um, hour number three, Matt Schneidman of uh, The Athletic, who covers the Green Bay Packers, will join us on this program. Uh, good to see you over there, Mike Del Tufo. Good how are you, Rich? DJ Mikey Diaz well. and D's Nuts good. right there? Yep. Uh, TJ Jefferson, good to see you, or you are, and uh, the candle up, is being lit. Uh, Chris Brockman is in Kansas City. <laughs> Because uh, he's a loser. Um, <laughs> Wait a second now. Do you, don't no. want to, do you want to start with these people yeah, again, Rich? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to start with them again? No. Okay. He's in Kansas City because the Chiefs won it all. Yeah. So they're yeah. Not. But he's in Kansas City with all of his buddies sitting there all weekend long doing a fantasy draft that lasts all weekend long. 
<laughs> Sitting in a hotel room, coffee breath, B.O., to use the phrase from, <laughs> from Midnight Run. Anyway, we love you, Chris. Enjoy your time in Kansas City. Uh, Susie Schuster is sitting in for Chris, although she'll be joining us right in the middle of this segment um, as uh, she's pulling Superwoman duty, dropping yeah. uh, our oldest Zan off at school for his first day of high school. <laughs> And then coming in, there's her bag. <laughs> the bullpen car is going to bring her She just threw the bag down. She's in the bullpen warming up. She's warming she's up. Warming up. Just, know, just know, folks, she didn't bring champagne, but she did bring donuts. Well, of so, course she did. You know, that's how Very Susie good. gets Susie Very does. good. That's how Susie does. All right. So Rich there's lots going on in this yeah, program. No. no. You know what? Here's what we're going to start with. Uh, and I understand, you know, uh, the Niners made that big move. And I know we're two weeks from the NFL opening game. But I woke up this morning gutted, gutted when I heard the news that was revealed late last night on the Pacific Coast. And I'm sure a bunch of people on the East Coast woke up the same way to this news. Yeah. That Shohei Otani blew out his pitching arm. A torn UCL. And that right there, folks, is Tommy John written all over it. Now they're saying, you know, that uh, surgery is to come. But I guess sometimes we in the sports world can't have nice things. And to borrow a phrase from one of the best sports movies or books, because, you know, The Natural was a book originally by the brilliant author Bernard Malamud. Um, and it all is from the Black Sox scandal of Joe Jackson, apparently. But say it ain't so. Say it ain't so that Shohei Otani in a doubleheader yesterday pitches the opening game against the Cincinnati Reds and strikes out two of the first three batters he faces and then steps to the plate in the bottom of the first and hits his 44th home run of the season to give himself a 2-0 lead. And it is something that, you know, in so many different instances, think about it, how that would stand out. But now we just take it for granted. Oh, okay. So Otani hit his 44th home run, which leads Major League Baseball, and, you know, with 10, 10 wins already under his belt – on the season, um, struck out two of the first three to give him 167 strikeouts on the season. And now you have to wonder, is this the last time we're ever going to see that? If he has Tommy John surgery... Does this mean he won't? He he might not want to pitch anymore because he's already had Tommy John surgery. That's the good news here. Yeah, twenty eighteen. This happened to him before, and he only came back and became the best player in baseball. But can he do it again? Does he want to do it again? Should he do it again? All oh, the conversation when he came from Japan. You know, enjoy watching him play in the field and then pitch every fifth day because he's not going to be able to do it. And he does it for three straight seasons. And now this happens. 
to clarify, which he can still hit, though, right? Well, the amazing thing is he found out as he came out of the game in the second inning of the doubleheader yesterday, in between games, they find out that he blew out his elbow. They actually gave him the MRI or the test required. And he found out in between games that his right elbow is potentially blown out. There is, in fact, another tear in there on the UCL. And he goes out and he plays the second game. And he winds up on second base. And the infielders of the Cincinnati Reds are all around him. Ellie Dela Cruz, who is... Without question, as you know, here on this program, we've been talking about him for ever since, since the one. minute he came yeah. up. We're talking. He goes up to Otani, the one of the greatest phenoms of the game, and he poked him <laughs> on his left arm mm-hmm. as if to say, "Are you for real? Like, I just want to see if you're real." Like, and. They were bowing down to him, and Otani played along. He played along, knowing he had blown out his arm. Wow. And by the way, the Angels earlier in the day put Trout on the IL again. He's the team's general manager after the game. A couple injury things to address, obviously, and, you know, uh, Mike Trout is going to go back on the IL. So I tried to swing yesterday. didn't go well. So we're going to put him back on the IL, give him some rest, see where that goes. And obviously Shohei left the game today. Um, we did imaging in between games. He does have a tear, uh, you know, and he won't pitch the rest of the year. So we're going to get a second opinion, go from there. But it's basically day-to-day. Obviously he hit. So, um you know, that's, that's where we're at. That's a UCL tear? Yes. Yeah. So, again, I don't have, as far as plans and details, I don't have those yet. You know, he's going to, I've been in contact with his representation. Um, obviously, he hit the second game. He's played with this in 18. So, um, you know, but with that being said, we'll take it day by day and, and um, you know, see where it goes. So, obviously, disappointing news. I felt terrible for him. Um, you know, but you know, it is what it is. And, you know, if anybody can bounce back, it's him. Perry Manassian sounding like he had just been gutted, just like the rest of us yeah. with the news. And Susie Schuster is here. And hey, Suze. the first thing I said to you this morning, first thing I said to you this morning, other than good morning, <laughs> is Otani blew out his elbow. I know. And you were like, get out of here. And then I left for work thinking that's what you meant. But no. <laughs> I, I actually meant get out of here. Yeah, like, figure, <laughs> yeah. I was devastated. I was so bummed. Coop and I were set to go watch him pitch. Yeah, next week. Because nobody's more thrilling than him. But what I think is so crazy is, oh, yeah, then he went out and, and he hit again. It's like. What are you doing? Name me a guy who's going to go out there and keep playing. And and again, play along with some playful opponents who have no idea he's just been told 
this news, you've blown out your arm again. And I understand the immediacy of what this means. This guy is truly one of the most special athletes on the planet. We're all wondering, are you for real? Ellie Dela Cruz poked him. Are you even human? And this torn elbow proves, yes, he is human. And it's only human for us to, while we're gutted by this news, wonder, what does this mean for his free agency tour? He's going to have to be surgically repaired. I mean, one would think. And then what do you do? Do you, do you throw $700 million at a guy who's coming off of Tommy John? Because he can pitch and hit for you? Are you going to do that? If you're the Angels, do you sit there and just think? The rest of baseball, think about this sort of stuff. Obviously, you just saw the human reaction from Perry Manassian, the general manager of the Angels. Just be a human for the guy right now. Because that only also, by the way, is the right thing to do. It serves you well when you're trying to tell him, hey, the worst moment for you. Look at what we've done. And I understand that that sounds maybe in first blush reaction um, cold. Calculating. It's a business. But that's the fact that he's... The greatest free agent in the history of free agency, and I know what I just said, coming. 700 million bucks, because take a look at what the best hitter and the best pitchers in Major League Baseball are play are paid. Put it all together, and then toast it off a little bit something extra, because everybody in that stadium is wearing Otani jerseys, and all the signage in the stadium are international brands. Yeah. Which he personally is. What a remarkable way for this season for Otani to turn out. It's his walk year, all first half of the season long. We're wondering, does Otani stay? Is it possible he hits the trade deadline on the block? And the Angels perform well enough in the first half of the season to start pushing that to the side. Then Trout gets hurt just before the All-Star game. After which, without Trout, the Angels go on just enough of a run. String just enough of wins together to make it without a question that the Angels keep Otani. After which... They then have the bottom fall out from underneath the team. Only to get Trout back for an impossible stretch run. He gets put on the IL because he's can't swing pain-free. And Otani blows out his arm. And will hit free agency with that. As the backdrop, you can't make it up, and it's so unfair. 
Life is unfair. I get it. Sports is unfair, unfortunately. Get out of here with this news. You got to be kidding me. And if it is the last time we see Otani pitch and hit on the same day, just know this. He becomes the first player ever, ever, ever to have a season with 40 or more home runs and 10 or more wins. It's never been done. Period. Mic drop. I hope he picks the bat up, though, gets his arm taken care of, and comes back and shows, I'll do it again, because I'd love to see it. That would make his unbelievable two-way talent that much more enjoyable to watch and another guy to root for and be well. Oh, fine. Is he going to be in the lineup for real? Is he going to hit again? You're going to do that? Why not? You know, we don't know if he's going to have another Tommy John. Obviously, you mentioned that he it had one. It looks like he's got to have one. I looked up the list of pitchers who have had two. And what do you got for me? One reliever's had four. The list is not what you'd call marquee. <sighs> if anybody can do it, I would imagine it would be Otani. But, you know, I looked up. There was one reliever who had four, like I mentioned. Nathaniel Hudson... Jameson Tyone, I'm not sure how to say yeah, his no, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyone, Yankee. Yeah. Now Cub. Nathan Nivaldi. Small group of pitchers who found success after Tommy John. I mean, how many home runs? How many home runs have they had? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that we are now in this position. So we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, we jump right into, I guess. It's, it's all about arm surgery day, right? Of throwers. Brock Purdy, he's number one again on the depth chart for the Niners. And look who's two. Sam Darnold. Tom Pelissero next on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on our show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Roku channel. Good to see everybody here. Suze, very grand entrance <laughs> for you today. Well, I was taking your kid to school. <laughs> your kid. <laughs> your kid. Right? It's not Susie's kid. Aren't we a team? Yeah. Also, I stopped and got donuts on the way in. Yes. Well, yes. You didn't have I to had do time that. for that. Well, she, she, to do that. she did kind of have to do that. That's just, I, that's just who I am, Rich. I'm a team player. I want everyone to feel great, have a nice, healthy breakfast like fried bread with sugar on it. Yeah, we, we, we hit Starbucks. We got to school on time. Okay. I, I, hit, I slowed Starbucks down to let him out. Okay. We know what that means. Mother of the year. Yep. Wait, wait. Does she have her sign over there? Uh, Where's my sign? It's, it's right in front of you, Rich, on the table to your left, your right. Look to your right. Ah. Ah. There you go. There you go. Just in case everyone wants to know, she stopped. Yeah, she, yeah, she, slowed, she slowed down in order to. Let Zan out safely. Well, it seems as though she pushed him out, but judging by her hand gesture. Hold on a minute. She Hold on a minute. This off. is the first time you did do a drive through at his new school. I did. Did we did we <laughs> stop did. for everybody? Did we did we We waved. We waved, said good morning. No, and okay. What? That's it. No, did, but did you did you appropriately go the appropriate speed over the speed bumps? I mean like it's a suggestion, sure. right? A, way, a speed bump is merely a <laughs> yeah, suggestion that you might yeah. want to slow can down. I bump is can, I, can I say this for tomorrow? Right. It's like a T-shirt. That's like a greeting card. That is. I, you two, I pray, have to come to work together tomorrow. Okay, we'll Not going to happen. We'll get I, the kids I, I, an Uber to school. Like we'll have someone no, else. Come we on. need you two in the car together. She's got to take to my child. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Tom Pelissero, kind enough to stop by. Very busy day, obviously, as we've got so much happening in the National Football League. Two weeks to the day. 15 days. From kickoff, right here on uh, on the Rich Eisen Show is Tom Pelissero. How are you, Tom? Doing well, Rich. Uh, currently awaiting the start of the uh, probably the final joint practice in the league. The Vikings and Cardinals uh, getting going in Minnesota. We're winding down. We're five days away from final cutdown. So let's go. We got a lot of loose ends to touch. All right. And before we get to the top story news, Tom, uh, I've I've heard a rumor. Kirk Cousins has some very interesting facial hair um, that could uh, rival Arthur Smith's facial hair in terms of roiling the league. Is that true or false, Tom? 
There's a definite village people vibe uh, to what he's doing right now. Oh. Full handlebars. Got some, you know, some chops on the bottom of it, too. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to Maybe if he paired with Aaron Rodgers out of the division, somebody had to pick up the mantle of bad training camp facial hair. I would anticipate that's gone by week one. Okay. I don't know where you are with your phone or your ears or whatever that or your phone. It's very, it's very difficult to pick up. It's very muffled and it's going back in and out, Tom. I'm not going to lie. Is there some spot we can get you uh, before we get into the meat of this, uh, or just we got, a, we got a little bit, we got a little bit of wind out here. I think that's that's the issue. Is this any better? Yeah, I'm, if trying, you, I'm yeah. trying to hide right now behind a medical tent. Is this? Is this uh, <laughs> Are you blue tenting for the Rich Eisen show? Is that what you're doing right now? So what's going on? I think I'm going to be cleared. To, I'll be cleared to return. I'm pretty sure of that. All right. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how long I can stay back here if, before I get booted. If you can huddle mass right there, that would be fantastic. That would be great. Um, Are the winds coming in from the west? I, I don't mean, know. Do we get traffic a weather, weather together traffic? with Tom Pelissero? Okay. Uh, let's just jump right into it here, Tom. Um, why did Kyle Shanahan make the move that he made that you and Ian broke first yesterday? I, I think there's a variety of different factors to it. Rich. The most basic one is Sam Darnold had been the better quarterback uh, through the course of camp. Um, there was a reason that the 49ers, at a time where they weren't sure what was going to go on with Rafferty's elbow, they could be cleared before camp, signed Darnold to a deal with a, a lot of incentives. He was a guy whose skill set, it always intrigued Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle wanted to bring him into the system. With Trey Lance, he, he's had a good preseason, he, he, you know, a good camp overall. He has shown signs of improvement. But, you know, this is not one year ago when they kind of were, you know, they wanted to get Trey Lance the reps and they wanted to kind of play through it and grow on the field. The 49ers are a team that thinks that they should be a Super Bowl contender right now, and they really don't have the time to let a young quarterback kind of figure it out on the field. So it comes down to Brock Purdy now is the number one quarterback. Darnold is the two. Trey Lance was not in the building yesterday. My understanding is he's supposed to be back today. Uh, Kyle Shanahan even said that uh, Lance is still going to play in tomorrow's preseason finale. Now, at the same time, there are obviously a lot of teams around the league right now who are going back to their pre-draft grades and looking at the tape on Trey Lance and trying to figure out is this worth a shot um, you know, at a cut rate on somebody who I would think, you know, a lot of teams within the league had first round grades on, if not high first round grades. You know, what's the price tag at which the 49ers trade Trey Lance? Kyle continues to say that, you know, he hopes that all three guys are there, but they also got Brandon Allen, who they like, who's a, a veteran in the room. We'll see what direction this goes. I don't, this is not a situation where I anticipate the 49ers are just going to take whatever they can get and give away a guy who they traded a lot of draft capital to go up and get at number three overall. But if there's a reasonable offer, um, I certainly believe that uh, you know, a logical outcome of all of this is that Trey Lance gets a fresh start someplace else. Well, I mean, how much, how much leeway is uh, going to be given to Lance to be part of that decision, do you think? Where, you know, if I'm Trey Lance, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, now I, I'm, I'm in a spot where I, can, I don't even know if I'm, I'm going to get on this field, even though I'm in the spot where number three quarterbacks start NFC championship games, right? Um, and he could sit there and go, if I'm going to go somewhere and be developed, it's got to be as good of a spot as here. Um, and I just don't want it to leave it up to the Niners to take the best possible deal and wind up in a spot where I'm behind a guy that's never going to um, give up the start and roll. 
and has a a team or a franchise that doesn't have the same pedigree of quarterback development as the 49ers, right, Tom? I certainly think that the reason that Trey Lance wasn't there yesterday was, you know, intense disappointment of exactly how this shook out. And so, you know, give him a day to kind of catch his breath and then uh, revisit things here. Now, I'd certainly anticipate Kyle Shanahan's a good communicator. I'm sure that he will spend more time uh, with Trey kind of talking through things in the coming days. You also have to remember, you know, Trey's contract here. He was the third overall pick, so he's making decent money right now. It's a fully guaranteed contract. So a new team would have to take on that deal. And also, the, the decision on his fifth-year option will come up after this season. Well, if he never sees the field in San Francisco, now the option in all likelihood is not getting picked up, or maybe at that point he's traded. There's a lot of different um, you know, parts of this that you have to talk through. It's not as simple as, hey, you know, sell him off to the highest bidder here. It's also the team's got to have you know, the cap space and the willingness to take on uh, that type of deal. For a player who, you know, really he he needs time to uh, develop here. You know, the with Trey Lance, it was always going to be about a projection. I went back and I actually tweeted my you know, part of my synopsis when I talked to all the coaches and scouts before the draft. Yes. What they were saying about Trey Lance, and everyone said the same thing, which is you love the kid, you love the makeup, everything about him, but it is a total projection because you know the tape's a little bit up and down. Accuracy was an issue that's continued. Injuries were an issue. That's continued, and he just hasn't had the reps to be able to get through that and develop into what the 49ers thought they could thought he could be. So, what's the market for him? There will be a market. Um, you know, I mean, I'm in Minnesota today. This would be a, a logical place. Kirk Cousins' contracts up after the season. You know, they drafted Jaron Hall in the seventh round. They got Nick Mullins here, but they don't have that you know high end talent, developmental type of quarterback. So, a team like this, I would think, would be um, certainly interested in Trey Lance, and I would anticipate there's other teams you know, in that same direction. Now, what's the price tag on a Trey Lance trade? It's such a unique situation because it's not like this has been a Zach Wilson-style flameout. We literally haven't seen Trey Lance on the field, but for, you know, I think four starts uh, in his career, and he's only started, I want to say, at 20-something games over like the last six years. I mean, he's barely played football, so you're really, you know, figuring out, okay, if you had a first-round grade on him two years ago, how, how, you know, what are you willing to, to put down now? Nobody's going to give up a first-round pick, I wouldn't anticipate, for Trey Lance. But you know, is it a day-two-style pick with you know, an extra conditional pick or something like that? That would probably be a fair type of a deal. But again, the fact that a new team would also be taking on guaranteed money uh, is a factor you have to consider to that price tag as well. Well, I mean, he's from Minnesota. That, that would be a, a, a homecoming, in a way, for Lance. Um, Grew up in Marshall, went to North Dakota State. Right. Uh, his mom's still here. I saw her when they came up here for joint practices last year. His mom was out here. Um, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. He's still young. How old is Trey Lance? I think he's 22. He's 23. I mean, he's 23. 20, 23. And we just we haven't seen him play football. You know, he, Obviously, yeah, the accuracy is something that's been an issue. you got to wonder about that. Ball placement was a concern coming out of college. But you know, how are you supposed to work on that when you're, you're just not on the field? So I, I want to ask you this, Tom, uh, and you, you tell me what what uh, if this is a conversation in the league or it's just chatter. Um, and I'll ask this question, uh, be, you know, in, in honor of Brockman, who's not here today. Does what is what does this mean for the evaluation of Lance by um, Shanahan and and the Niners? Did they miss on him or? Uh, or what's your what's the general sense 
on that, Tom? Well, right now, it obviously looks like a miss because we're talking about him being the third-string quarterback if he's on the roster at all in, in year three. But I think you also have to remember that was, you know, the 2021 draft. So you're talking about, you know, coming off of COVID, there were still certain restrictions. He only played one game in his last year, and it wasn't a very good game against a lesser opponent. Um, you just you were completely betting on what you could develop him into. I mean, this was Kyle Shanahan making a gamble. I mean, there was nothing on the tape. There was there was no way you were going to be able to answer the questions the teams had about Trey Lance. And there are certain you know evaluators and coaches who, if you ask them, they will say they would never draft a quarterback with as little starting experience as Trey Lance had, just because yes, you may have unlimited upside here, but you also may have you know unlimited downside uh, to a certain degree. So there were definitely people who would not have signed off on Trey Lance being drafted in the first round, period. But, you know, for Kyle and knowing, you know, his offense and the way that it's run, he could have drafted Mac Jones, who, you know, Mac Jones, in terms of the way he profiled, was kind of carbon copy of Kirk Cousins, Matt Schaub, Jimmy Garoppolo. In terms of you kind of know what he is, he might be a little bit better athlete than those guys. But, you know, Mac, it would have been you're running the same offense. With Trey, the thought was you could get this additional dynamic because of the athletic ability uh, the mobility, the things that you could do with him in terms of the movement game and things like that. But again, you never had time really to develop it. So I wouldn't say it was about the evaluation. The 49ers didn't have, outside of the fact they ran that second pro day and kind of helped talk themselves into taking uh, Trey Lance, they didn't really have a lot of information that everybody else didn't have. Nobody had sufficient information, but that's, you know, that's what scouting's about. It's about projecting and what they projected Trey Lance to be. Maybe he still can become that. He is still a young guy. He just hasn't been on the field. And, again, it really, to me, comes back to, you know, last year the 49ers were in a different spot. Okay, we're turning over the reins to him. He's going to play through this. He's going to get 17 starts. We're going to get into the playoffs. He's going to grow over the course of the season. Now you know you've got a guy in Brock Purdy who can play, and you think you can go win a Super Bowl. You just don't have time to start devoting a bunch of reps to a guy who – you know, if things go well, is never going to see the field. That makes sense, Tom. Uh, and and I know you earlier said something along the lines of, you know, they don't want to give the the reps to somebody who needs it in a in a situation like this one, where Purdy's ready to roll, and Sam Darnold has fifty five games of experience and appears ready to roll, and they just don't have time to, for school, right? Last year, though, right. do you think they did? Do you think they would have gone into the season? They, they were going to go ahead and um, and ride or die and, and go through the, the growing pains with Lance that just got uh, unfortunately ended in week two by him getting carted off? Tom? That was, that was absolutely the plan. Was I mean, he needs to play football. <laughs> you know, There may not have been a, a number three overall pick ever who has played as little football as Trey Lance had, but you know, and remember, they were trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo last offseason. He had surgery. He wasn't healthy. And the market never really materialized. I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster. You know, and Brock Purdy was one of those guys who, Kyle, every year he identifies one or two quarterbacks that, whether it's a, a draft pick or an undrafted guy, who he thinks has a shot in his offense. They liked Purdy. They got him at the final pick uh, in the seventh round. And, you know, lo and behold, he got his opportunity, and he absolutely seized it. It's just, it's different now. And I, you know, I don't want to uh, put words in Kyle Shanahan's mouth, but I think that, you know, truthfully, if let's say you have a similar situation to last year and Brock Purdy gets hurt and Sam Darnold gets hurt, Brandon Allen might be on the field before Trey Lance would 
at this point if you were playing like a must-win type of game. If you mm. have the rest of the season, this all happens in week one, maybe, yeah, okay, now you're back into let's let Trey develop here. But you had one game to go win. You're going to go with the guy who you know and you trust to run the offense and to throw the football accurately because if there's one thing Kyle does as well as anybody in the NFL, it's get people open. He wants the quarterback to be automatic. He wants the ball to come out because the guy's going to be open against a certain coverage. And if you're not doing that or if you're not delivering the ball accurately consistently, it's hard really to to ride with you. They're just not in that position right now to let Trey Lance uh, go through all those bumps. All right, last one for you, Tom. I, uh, I send you off with a sports talk radio question, meaning you must give only one answer. You're not allowed nuance or gray area, okay? So who is more likely to be traded before the season begins in the next two weeks, Trey Lance or Jonathan Taylor? I would say Trey Lance right now just because the Jonathan Taylor uh, trade is much more complicated to do. I mean, I've seen some of the reports about offers and things like that. This isn't a – hey, a bunch of teams are bidding with the Colts you know, for who's going to give up the most picks. You have to work out a new contract with Jonathan Taylor before you do anything else. And uh, you know, his agent, Malky Kawa, wants a, a deal that's you know, at or near the top of the running back market. Depending on how you slice it, that can be anywhere from 12 to $15 million per year. And Jonathan Taylor's a really, really good player. You know, he was the rushing champ a couple of years ago. He's only 24 years old, but he's also coming off a season where he was battling an ankle injury. He ran for like 800 yards had off-season surgery, just left the team a couple of weeks ago to get further treatment uh, for several days on that injury as well. And so you're now giving up you know, top, top running back money at a time that nobody out there is getting top running back money. And then on top of it, the Colts want more for Jonathan Taylor than the Panthers got last year during the season for Christian McCaffrey. It's not to say it's impossible. It's just it's much more complicated at this point and let's also remember you know there's a tuesday deadline for them to work out a deal here and that's for a variety of different reasons including the fact that they have to make a roster move with jonathan taylor because he's still technically on the physically unable to perform list um you know, but you have that deadline here if he, if nothing gets done by that point the colts are proceeding as if jonathan taylor is going to be a part of the team with the 49ers they're really proceeding with trey lance being at best their third string quarterback which all makes me believe that there's a better chance of Trey getting traded than Taylor. But we'll see, Rich. This is the fun of the the coming days here. So then answer me this question then, Tom. Um, The Colts want a Christian McCaffrey-type return for Taylor, but will not pay Taylor like Christian McCaffrey. And the answer to both questions as to why is because they can. Is that a fact? Did I miss anything right there? The mar- I mean, the market's the market right now. I don't think that anybody is, like, eagerly wanting to, on the team side, reset the running back market, given where it is right now. But I think that that's one of the things that's been missed in all this is the Colts do want to pay Jonathan Taylor. They do eventually. Like, they've always planned for that. They've budgeted for that. He's one of their core players, one of the big hits for Chris Ballard. They will pay him. They're just not going to pay him $15 million a year right now. I mean, the entire team, including Taylor – coming off a disappointing season here they've got him this year at whatever it is four million dollars or so next year you can tag him you can tag him again there's not a lot of teams that would be jumping to do an early running back deal. i mean the last the last really early running back deal that was done on a big scale was now he had a degenerative knee and you know a year into that new deal his career was virtually done 
Um, there have been other deals that have gotten done, you know, with a year to go. Dalvin Cook got his done at a certain point, Alvin Kamara as well. But, you know, the, the economics of that were different, and those guys were coming off of good seasons. Again, Jonathan Taylor's a really good player. The Colts have wanted him there. You know, it's hard to speak to, given how everything's gone sideways in the past several weeks here, to say what how they feel right now. But they've always planned to pay the guy. It's not like, well, we're not paying you and we're not trading you. They will, if someone will pay this top of the market money, they'll trade him. Until that happens, though, it's just, it's so many different parts that have to fit together. It's a really tough type of a deal to do. Tom, you're the man. Um, and I'm excited to have you every Friday during the season right here on the show. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you. You bet. That's Tom Pelissero, who will join us every single Friday during the NFL season right here on the Rich Eisen Show. But hopefully not be from behind a medical tent. Well, I mean, if he's got to. Oh, yeah, that's true. We want the he's best out there. He's and, out there. But as you heard, he had to, he definitely left the, the medical tent shield towards the end of the interview because he has to get somewhere. He told me, please have me off the air 20 minutes to the hour when he comes on and I'm a man of my word. I just want to say I hit that that to the dot. Yeah, you did. But I also heard he had left his shelter, meaning something was going. This is a wrap. Let's wrap. So just showing you how the sausages make. Sometimes, yeah. So every Friday with Tom Pelissero, love it. That's twice now. Ian said it, and Pelissero said it. Coming off a disappointing season in regards to the Colts, Ian said it yesterday. Pelissero said it today. It sounds to me, Jim says like last year bit, I am not paying anybody off of that. And, you know, and he's an owner, so he can say that sort of thing yeah. and also not pay. Not, well, not pay, but also, uh, you know, part of last year biting is him axing Frank Reich in the middle of it and handing things off to a guy who had never done it before in oh, Jeff yeah. Saturday. That. Like, there's that as that well, part. and then playing musical chairs at the quarterback spot with people who aren't ready to do it. But, so again... he aided in the biting of this? Abetted. Abetting the biting, <laughs> which might be a, uh, a uh, fantasy name. name. I'll write that down. And... You think Sam Darnold's that much better than Trey Lance? I think right now he is, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I think right now, if Brock Purdy, heaven forbid, goes back to the state of Pennsylvania and has another day where he can't finish the game, like his last visit to the state of Pennsylvania, because they're starting in Pittsburgh in week one, and heaven forbid for the Niners, they need someone to get in that game and take on T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick Peterson, and the rest. They turn to Darnold. For sure, they turn to Sam Darnold instead of Trey Lance. And it sounds like they might not even have Trey Lance there. So, and, and, and Shanahan, I think, did Lance a favor by telling him right away. He said that on KNBR, and we've got some sound bites from his appearance in the local radio station in the Bay Area, where he's like, I, I wanted to tell him as soon as I, as, as soon as I, I decided... I mean, he, he could have waited till Lance was finished this weekend, kept everyone in doubt, kept the Steelers guessing who would be second on the depth chart, which, you know, some coaches will do. I'm not telling you my business. We don't need to know. Nobody needs to know. Could have been played cat and mouse and kept Lance and Darnold 
as an either or in the second string. Susie's coach resembles that remark. He'd play that game. So I don't know what you're talking about, TJ. <laughs> so I, I, I know, you know, that's a, a slag at Belichick. I get it. As a Cowboy fan only can. I'm not slagging, that's but you right. just described no, no, no. the man. <laughs> Actually, that's what Todd Bowles did, as you know, with, uh, with the, the first quarterback on his depth chart for a bit, Baker Mayfield oh, yeah. or Kyle Trask, right? I mean, but he told him right away, can Trey Lance wind up with more career wins than Sam Darnold and have a better career at the end of the rainbow? Absolutely. But right now? No. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk Pac-4 football coming up. (laughs) Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. I got a recruiting story. You want what to hear you a recruiting? He's saying Harbaugh's crazy. So I'm recruiting, right, for Cal. Mm-hmm. Is that fire real? It is definitely not so, real. So I'm... I'm uh, it's a television set, Steve. I'm recruiting back in Minnesota, and it's like January, all right? And it's snow, and it's cold, and everything it's like that. It's when you were the HC of Cal. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Okay. Yeah. So we're sitting around at a home visit, right? Family visit. Yeah. So the kids there, the mom and dad, little sisters are there grandparents are there and we're just kind of having hot chocolate right yeah and so um it's kind of you know we're talking about let's go to cal you know it's great school the best in the world and all that stuff yes and so when you sit there for several hours sometimes the conversation's good and sometimes it drags all right so so it, it started to drag and i was running out of things to say <laughs> if you can imagine that yeah right and so there it was snowing out and it was cold and it was cool it was just awesome being in there you know mm-hmm. and there was a cat sitting over by the fireplace mm-hmm. right like just like, like this fire just like this fire, fire when he was a real fire rich yeah and it was a cat and it was all curled up and it looked so cozy so awesome yeah and then conversation was dragging a little bit and i went ah wouldn't you just love to be that cat right now? <laughs> and, and everybody looked at the cat, and just as, I, just as everybody looked, 
it rolled over and started licking himself all over the place. <laughs> like, Grandma looked at me like, what? <laughs> I didn't get the kid, all right? It didn't go well after that. <laughs> kind of went downhill. Oh, yeah, but that cat, oh, my gosh. that cat just kind of screwed me over a little bit. And he's like, wow. timing is Looked everything. like it was screwing itself over. Oh, man, you're telling me. cozy for a while. I love Mooch. One of my favorite Mooch stories of all time, told by one of my favorite storytellers, all of his appearances on our YouTube page. Driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal, and law enforcement officers can tell if you're driving high. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI, and that's paid for by NHTSA right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, is that a new read? <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. It is that. <laughs> it is that. Do, do you want me to give you a heads up before every yeah. show and we get something <laughs> new? TJ wants to I, was just, I was expecting the Granger yeah. to come yeah. in. So it, just caught, no. it caught me no, off guard. Okay. No, sir. <laughs> Um, so we uh, are, uh, are going to have uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN joining us in the middle of hour two. I, I can't, I can't, I still can't believe Otani blew his arm out. Man. You know, I still can't believe that. And by the way, the Seattle Mariners have not uh, lost many baseball games of late. And they overtook the Blue Jays in the American League wildcard standings. And they are right behind the Houston Astros, who they beat up in their win streak. If the Astros aren't careful, they might miss the playoffs entirely. If you take a look at the American League uh, standings, I mean, this is this is a developing situation, as our old friend Sue's Bill Pito might call it. <laughs> a situation. There it is. Mm-hmm. Look at the Mariners. They have the same number of losses as the Astros. They're a game in front of the Blue Jays who are just a game and a half behind the Astros. And the Rays, thanks to their huge start, are just surfing above it all. And look who has the most wins in the American League. Baltimore Orioles, man. So there you have it. Right there. We'll talk about it all with Jeff Passan when he joins us. Jonathan Smith, the uh, head coach of the Oregon State Beavers, who uh, was the quarterback of the 11-1 team in 2000 um, for Oregon State. He is going to be joining us. He's the head coach of Oregon State football, and I'm wondering what he's thinking. Was he there with um, Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada? That is correct. So I did his games. Did you really? Yeah. Did you go up? To yeah, I did that. He he played in the Rose Bowl. I think I did he, that game. He played. Well, I mean, I think he played. If, if he was on the if he was on the team with them, then I definitely covered two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. They went eleven to one. He threw seventeen touchdowns. Yeah, that I think year. so. Yeah. There you go. Not funny. Small world. Did you go to the? Did you visit Oregon State? Yeah. Did you go there? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was the game in the Rose Bowl that I did when I had a very nervous producer at Fox who was screaming at me the whole time. Why was the, why oh, was your producer screaming at you the whole time? Oh my God, screaming, get to the end zone! And he's running, run! And then I'd get there and it's like, oh, wrong camera. I was like, well, what? Oh, forget it. It like, may have been when was, they played UCLA, though, because they, they yeah. made the Fiesta Bowl yeah. that year. He I was the MVP game. of the Fiesta Bowl. He's got to have a good Ocho story. Oh, uh, you think? <laughs> Chad Imagine and be a TJ. college teammate of Ocho. Chad and TJ both had six touchdowns that year. I just, I just remember that. 
Who was it? Which there's one of the kids. Uh, anyway, I'm going to digress. But Sorry. like T.J. Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson, I remember doing like a sideline hit, like, "Hey guys, two guys that grew up in very different environments." One of those kind of nobody yeah. cares storylines that you do when you're on the sidelines. Yeah, how many people are a Fiesta Bowl MVP for the school that you also were the Pac-12 Coach of the Year for? And hmm. he's last year's Pac-12 Coach of the Year, and now it's the Pac-4, and nobody is saying, "Well, Big Ten or." Big 12 or even the ACC is going to come and knock on Oregon State's door. It's Oregon State and Washington State that are left holding the bag because Stanford and Cal are the teams that everyone's mentioning might get the life preserver thrown at them. It's such a farce. It's so ridiculous. So dumb. I mean, I, I just, part of the reason why I want him on just to say, hey, what are you, what are you thinking? And it's another day, um, Suze, that you're, I know it's near and dear to you. It's Kobe Bryant Day. It's 824, and we'll talk about that. Um, I, I, want, I want some of your best Kobe stories. Okay. Want I can dig your, deep. Dig deep into the, into the memory banks there. As the Los Angeles Lakers announced today, they're putting a statue of Kobe out in front of is it, is it crypto? Is that what we're still yeah, calling I mean, it? It's Staples. It'll always. I know be that. Staples. I know that. Isn't that crazy? How people here in yeah, Los Angeles are staples. like, it's always going to be Staples. staples. This staples. arena will always remind me of that store where I buy my envelopes. I mean, I call it the artist formerly known as Staples. <laughs> but also, you think of it as the building named after a box with stuff inside of it. We think of it as Staples Center. Magic happened there, yeah. Rich. I mean, oh, I know that. it was so we special. It. Maybe not oh, that magic, but magic happened Once there. Once again, you're you're excluding me from the team that I think we are. <laughs> so who's we? Now, you, we is you and Mike? We were there. Me, when it comes yes, to me and Mike. That's Mike and me. Sorry, Mike and me. We were there, we were honey. There. You were sitting in Bristol. That's I mean, true. we were there night after we, night. Exactly. This we mug was on the Jumbotron, baby. <laughs> I was like, Susie, are you good in your ear? I'd have to check her ear, make yeah. sure she's heard everything. Words, I've, to you. Words I've never heard my wife say before. <laughs> this mug was on the Jumbotron, <laughs> baby. Was, baby. She was stunting. Your 5 a.m. workouts are really getting me tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. Susie's right. stunting on the Punchy. Punchy coming Punchy up here. on the program. <laughs> you should get up anyway, right? I am up I when you're that. up. I know that. That's what I'm mean, saying. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm it's not up. like I'm sleeping who's through the first this, you know? Who's up if there's no alarm? Good question. I think it would be you, Suze, right? What's that? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got two people over there doing this to me. Don't do that over there. I already get in enough trouble. Thank you, TJ. What did you I ask? To... I, okay. When your alarm goes off, I hear it. When my alarm no, goes off, I don't Mike hear it. Ask the question. I asked the question. Right. Oh. Who's the first one up if you guys have no alarm? I am. By far. Because I'm conditioned to go get Dylan out of Cooper's room before uh, there's an accident. Dylan is a dog, in yeah, case no, folks might not know. Yeah, yeah we got it. So. Oh, no, no, no. He sleeps past me every weekend that I he can. You mm -hmm. do. I know. But. Well, that's about to come to an end. You're catching that up. <laughs> my say. right eye yeah. just twitched <laughs> when she said I just that. Had you got one Four more rich. week, Joe. I got one <laughs> more. Two more Sundays. Two more, sun Two more Sundays. Sundays. You know we're going to an Angel City game on Sunday, right? Did I tell you that? Oh, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you might want to know. Is he going? I am. He's going. Oh, okay. I'll go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a fun, those are fun. Uh, oh, that's those are fun, fun games. Game. 
Bank yeah. of California Stadium. I love that place. We got laser tag on Friday afternoon. That, you that, may or may that, not go to. That's I don't news think to going. me. Yeah, you're not going, I don't think. No, that's news to me. <laughs> Breaking I need news. tag with freaking lasers. <laughs> Jonathan Smith is going to be joining us in a moment.